0: And welcome back into another edition of relegated FC we are back from what do we want to call this boys uh, our inner our international break we went on international <laughs> duty uh, we sure did but <laughs> uh, hope you all had um, good safe holidays hanging out with the family um, I know I did the uh, the festive fixtures which, for those of you, um, stakes new to this, so he he learned the, about the festive fixtures, the the time of a lot of, of football matches being played. One of my favorite times of the season, for sure. Um, what uh, what was some of you guys' big takeaways over the festive fixtures, Isaac? I'll start out with you. Was would you have a big takeaway from the from the matches?
1: Just an aggregate opinion, I think that everyone is sharing this right now, that the festive fixtures didn't really do anything to clear anything up. Yeah. I think what we're seeing right now is possibly one of the most competitive and even Premier Leagues that we've seen in the modern era. You know, the Big Six era, the Manchester City, Chelsea dominant era. And that's a great thing. And it's exactly what this league needs Uh, And it's exactly in the spirit of the other topic that we're going to hit on today, which is, of course, the magic of the FA Cup, is that anyone can win. I mean, right now, the the separation between first and like seventh or eighth or ninth is just a mere game or two. I mean, it's all right there. So that's my big takeaway. Uh, I love festive, festive fixtures and just miss the fans, though, really missing the fans. And I don't think that it's getting any clearer on that front in uh, Great Britain either. They're, they're in these tier systems and and there's still no fans.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um do you have uh, some takes on the festive fixtures? It was cool, man. It was cool just having soccer throughout the week and all the games to watch.
0: It's almost uh, it's almost really, like a March Madness almost.
2: It is, yeah, where there's just games on throughout the day and just you know, like it's it's nice man just to be able to watch. Uh, for Newcastle, take ways where they're the takeaways were there—the most maddening team there is, man. They are so confusing. They they lose consistently, but they somehow get a draw with Liverpool, and they lose in the e, the the EFL Cup to uh Championship side, Brentford. Like, how do you draw Liverpool and then lose? Says, "What I don't even know what the hell Brentford is. What is that?" <laughs> oh, Brentford or a decent club. Course, yeah, I that's say
1: that after <laughs> after talking about yeah. them. <laughs>
2: Well, so that's like a, a mediocre major league baseball team losing to, like, the best AAA team. I mean, Ooh,
0: yeah, there's yeah. – I mean, that would be our closest comp, I, I guess. But, man, those – when the championship sides play the Premier League sides and stuff like that, man, they they absolutely bring it. So, it's – I mean, it's hard to to comp that. So. Maybe a March
2: Madness comp where it's like a 14 seed playing a three or something like that. Maybe. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's and, definitely and, closer.
1: And fair play to Brentford State. They had beaten a couple other premiership teams ahead of of of, of getting past Newcastle to get to Tottenham. So they, they had a good run. I think people think that they're gonna get out of the championship and even make a run at getting into the premiership. Dude, I want another shot at them next year.
2: Bring Brentford.
1: just um. as long as y'all don't get relegated.
0: Yeah, that's a possibility. Now. <laughs> uh, Eric, how did uh, you take the, uh, the fantastic festive, festive fixtures? That's a mouthful. Fantastic festive. Oh, I can't even say it three times fast.
3: Yeah, so two things. One, it's uh, a lot of matches. I think I messaged you, like, how many is that and how many days that they promote? Yeah. Like 40-something in, like, 17 days or something like that. That's a good ratio. Um, and then the other thing, yeah, like Isaac was saying, just seeing how they are starting to get uh, COVID delays because at first they, you know, they were doing everything well and uh, running smoothly. I don't think they, did they have any delays in the first the, whenever they first came back. No,
1: was, you're 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 on point. Yeah, it's been a while, and then now no, it's starting to have, it's starting to prop up.
0: Yeah. So those are my two main things. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how they how they fight the uh the new strand and, and all this stuff that's going on. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like the fans will be back for a little while, but you never know. So moving into uh, the most recent action um, of the FA Cup, which is the the English football's um, most historic um, in-house tournament for tournament style play for all how many how many tiers are there eight i want to say so there's Is eight yeah. eight tiers of english football um everyone everyone enters and it's it's just kind of like a battle royale um type tournament um it's it's there's great action in terms of uh big guys small guys some of the stadiums are are fantastic it looks like you're watching um on a people play on a high school field um but the the scenes that they have are really cool um it's i mean the the team Tottenham played Marine um i believe it's Marine FC they're um they were their field is literally in the middle of a neighborhood um <laughs> That's so amazing. that was so cool
2: Isaac, did you see that tweet? It was some guy who was, like, looking out his window, and he's like, I'm watching Gareth Bell play, and I'm just, like, leaning.
1: I did see that, and he garnered, uh, you know, I think, you know, many, many thousands of of retweets, and then Gareth, quote, retweeted him. Hopefully he has also sent the gentleman a signed jersey, but I believe that the gentleman is not Evertonian because Marine is in Liverpool in Merseyside uh, within striking distance of, of the Merseyside Derby. So it's, uh, yeah, that was just rad uh, to add one point on that. I think that the other thing that's really crazy about this is that sometimes in American professional sport, you'll hear of a reserve player uh, that got picked up at the last minute who was busy, you know, doing uh, loan officer work or they were a banker or a lawyer, uh, these, these folks that play on Marine, this, they don't play a, They don't play professional sport for a living.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They are not uh, full-time professional athletes. I mean, they, they are doing it because they love it and they are also in the community working, you know, there, there are teachers there uh, you know, there are firefighters and then they go and play these matches. Uh, so yeah, it was really cool. The scenes are super cool. Uh, and it was a good match, and uh, it was just a really, it's just a really pure, it's just sport, and it's kind of its purest element, and we just don't see a lot of that across the world in any sport, let alone an American sport.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, a unique style um, tournament that, yeah, like you said, there's there's nothing close to it over here I mean uh, I think the closest comp would be March Madness when you get those 16 seeds versus one matchups um, so Eric, what was your what was your take on on the FA Cup and some of those matches? I can just
3: picture the fans of these teams you know those are the people that eat you know sleep breathe, yeah. soccer, you know, football, you know, and, and the players too, like Isaac was saying, they probably have other careers, um, you know, trying to make it work out probably like minor league baseball players. And Drake, you, you might know some from when you used to play that, you know, that's their passion. They just make it work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The um, the tweet that for me, that kind of summed it up. I don't, I don't know if you saw it or not. Isaac, it was one of the Marine players. He tweeted, just like how crazy it was to actually play with them, and you don't know how good they are till you're playing against them. And he tagged um, Serg Regulon, and he he retweeted it and said he was gonna sign his jersey or whatever. But like the guy, the yeah. guy literally, the guy literally tweeted like something we would tweet about the Premier League players.
1: And and there's no shame in that at all. You know, there's no, no like, oh, you know, they should be acting like they've been there before. Well, they haven't. Um, right. For one thing, this was a historic gap in the entire history of the FA Cup, which has been around for over a hundred years. The gap in places between Tottenham and Marine was like 160 or so odd teams. And this was the most, the biggest disparity ever uh, between uh, places of teams, which is just shows you how freaking cool the whole thing is. Um, and, and, and to get over to the game just a little bit, it did show, you know, I, I watched the game in its entirety and enjoyed it actually thoroughly because of the, the ability to see some reserve players and to see some young players. And it certainly did show, uh, what, what did, what did, who, who all watched the game and what did y'all think? I have some thoughts on the game, but I, I want to see what y'all think. What did you think of the game? Uh, I thought the pitch looked good. That's always a concern of mine when you're playing a lower side thought the pitch looked good, but what, what did the others think of, of the game uh, continuing on the Tottenham Marine, uh, chatter?
0: Um, I mean, I, I saw, I didn't watch it live, but I saw the extended highlights and, um, I mean, you could tell straight away that Tottenham, the guys were, uh, they could have put up 20 goals if they wanted to, <laughs> um, just, yeah. you could tell the, the differential and, um, talent, but I, I thought the, the cool thing was, um, the 16-year-old Alfie Devine scoring a goal. I mean, could you imagine 16 years old scoring for Tottenham? I mean, even even it's if it's the FA Cup versus Marine, that's that's still cool as shit, man. And the you see those type of uh, type of um kind of uh, debuts for those young kids in um in the FA Cup, which is is really cool. I think uh, I want to say. Wasn't Wayne Rooney's coming out party in the FA Cup? I could be wrong, but.
1: He was also 16 when he scored his first Everton Everton goal as yeah. well. I don't know if it was FA Cup action, but, I mean, yeah. So, um, I did – I was able to watch the entire game uh, because that's I'm, – I'm, I'm just – that's what I do now is I just watch Tottenham as much as I can. <laughs> Although I will concede that I woke up late uh, I, I have baby twins and did need to sleep for Leeds, So I missed, uh, I missed leads action, but uh, the separation was like you said, Drake, uh, it was just, it was not close yeah. and it could have put up a lot more. Now there was a moment though, early in the game in about the 24th minute, it was still zero zero and a Marine player made a good run in. And from about 25 yards out, he cracked a shot Yeah. And, freaking joe hart man i just i i just they say he's the leader in the locker room uh he's got a really long neck but <laughs> i don't like he just lets it go over him and then it dips over and just clatters the crossbar i mean like yeah he could have scored yeah could have been up 1-0 um could
0: but you yeah, imagine the panic? FA
1: Cup, <laughs> well, I don't know that there would have been panic. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, we're, we're talking about some true professionals and to talk about, you know, for, Vinny had a great hat trick. The first two goals were complete walk ins. But I kind of loved, there's this photo, it's actually on my Twitter uh, banner photo, I guess is what they're called. It's all that. Vinicius, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a young man from Brazil. I mean, it's just like, this is the crazy part. I mean, you know, I grew up loving American sport, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie, especially with the Seahawks not being as successful these days. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, my love for this world sport is just blossoming more and more. And it's for reasons like this. You got a player like Vinicius, You know, grows up in Brazil. He's a Brazilian, he's playing in Portugal. You know, he's playing, uh, for uh, I can't remember what I think it was Porto or Badico. We got uh, him, bro. And here he is, and we're plopping them down, Marine. And he's playing on the field. Total Browns, it's like 3,118 sit. And then the other 3,000 stand, which is awesome, uh, and watch the game. And he, <laughs> there's no, there's hardly anyone in the stands. And Delhi plays a great plastic. He kind of bumbles his way through it. Then he's right in front of goal. And he, he kicks it as hard as he possibly can into the goal. And then he does a celebration <laughs> right there, right in front of everyone. Because he does not give a fuck. Like right. he's scoring at a professional level. It doesn't yeah. matter. And that's the respect and the treatment that Marines deserve. And that's why the FA Cup is so freaking cool. It's like right. it doesn't matter. Like this is a game. They're here to win. We're here to win. And he goes on to score two other goals, the third of which was great. Uh, the Alfie Divine goal was particularly quite good. Uh, nice back heel by Lucas. And then Divine was in uh, to score that first goal. Youngest goal in Todd in history.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool for sure, um, Eric.
3: I didn't watch it, but Isaac, at what point did you say, okay, this is in the bag, and the goals just didn't feel as good anymore? Was it the fourth? The one Hattie, the
1: one? yeah, the Hattie. Once the the first half hat trick was in, uh, they all felt good from the standpoint of well, the fourth goal, Lucas's direct uh, direct kick was excellent.
0: That was he hit well.
1: It. it was hit well, um, and I think that the key to that direct kick. And the key to any direct kick is that, well, obviously, the guy's got to be special. And we don't have a James Ward-Prowse. We don't have a David Beckham. Uh, actually, our direct kicks are horrible. Somehow, Harry Kane keeps on getting to take them, and he hits them right in the wall, I yeah. want to say, 95% of the time. Uh, he needs to stop taking them. I actually think Eric Dyer is probably our, our top premiership.
0: Yeah,
1: hilarious. when
0: your center back is your best free kick taker, that's a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we have a problem there. But Lucas lined up, and and the key to that direct kick was that they also lined up a left-footed kicker. Can't remember who it was. It might have been one of the more younger academy players, uh, white perhaps. But the wall and the goalie don't know at that point who's going to take it. So they're kind of compromised at some level as far as positioning. You know, not overly compromised. So Lucas ends up taking it, and he lashes it in. Great goal. Uh, so I, I felt, to answer your question, Eric, I felt like it was all in the bag after the hat trick for sure. But the, 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 the fourth and fifth goal were great. And then the divine goal being, you know, a 16-and-a-half-year-old, you're just thinking – you can't help but think to yourself, I think we kind of were talking about this before. He's like, what was I doing when I was 16? And, you know, I was playing at a competitive level at Mesquite High School in Gilbert, Arizona, but I was not scoring goals for one of the top clubs in the world. So really cool moment uh, for Alfie. Uh, just really, really cool. Makes you feel really kind of warm and fuzzy inside and, and makes you, makes you want to win that cup. I mean, certainly Tottenham are in the, uh, the, the, the Carabao Energy Cup, uh, Energy Drink Cup uh, in April against uh, City. But the FA Cup, we should be competitive in that as well. And uh, I'm excited for the rounds to come. Next up, we have Wickham.
0: Yep. Goodwill Wickham. Wickham. Um, Steak, what you got, brother?
2: I was scoring a lot when I was 16, but I didn't play any sports. <laughs> <laughs> no. Takeaway, my takeaway from the FA Cup is that I'm an idiot. Um, before I get to that, um, Newcastle draws Arsenal and Mighty Mighty Tottenham draws freaking Marine. What the hell? That's <laughs> unfair. <laughs> so, to me, back to me being an idiot, I'm, I've am i played an extra time in an FA Cup in FIFA. I knew it was an FA Cup because I was watching on ESPN. And I'm kind of like, I'm not invested in the game. No Callum Wilson, no John Joe, no St. Maximin. I figure Newcastle was going to get smoked. So, I have it on the small TV on the laptop. I'm watching the playoff game, which I have way too much money on. I'm stressing <laughs> out. Kind of like half paying attention to soccer, right? Boom. Yeah. I see, I see 90 minutes. 90, stoppage time's over. People are shaking hands. So I sent a group text like a freaking idiot saying Newcastle did not lose. Shut the laptop down. About 20 minutes later, go on Twitter, and it says Arsenal 2-0. I'm like, what the hell? I'm so stupid. So I didn't even get to get to feel the pain. I was celebrating a draw for some reason in a knockout tournament.
1: It actually worked out really well for you, though, really, when you think about it. You had the joy of the draw, and the only negative is you kind of feel a little dumb, a little publicly shamed, but you didn't have to watch it happen.
2: Yeah, I'm glad. So I
1: actually, I think you won at the end of it. I think you came out on top, Stig.
2: So when the, the U.S. advances to the knockout round in the World Cup, I'm just pretending like they got a draw after 90 minutes. And turn stop, it stop the count. <laughs> Stop,
1: yeah. the, count. stop that, the count. That'll never. I'm sorry. That'll never get cold. I don't think we're not. Talking, we're not political. We're not going to talk about politics. But stop the count meme is classic. It's classic.
0: For <laughs> sure. So another uh, another bonus to um, that to Newcastle not advancing, I would say, is that they're out of cup play. They can focus on the Premier League now um, and and try to climb back up closer towards the top eight or so, I'd say that would probably be a, hot, a good goal for, for Newcastle. So transitioning to, um, our recap of, and predictions of where, um, what we've thought of the premier league so far, and then where we think any kind of crazy storylines may happen. Um, big, big, uh, transfer deadline, deadline day coming up. Some teams definitely going to throw some money out there and try to make a splash, um, so I'll I'll start off here and, and say, um, I think the best the best thing about the season so far, like Isaac has said, is is just the the um, the equality in terms of uh, points. No nobody's running away with the table. Um, it's it's a tight race, and hopefully hopefully it remains a tight race. Um, right now we have Liverpool at Liverpool and Man United at thirty three apiece. City at 32, Tottenham at 29, along with City, Southampton, and Everton. So you got four teams um, right now at 29 points apiece. So that's, I mean, you don't you don't usually see that this late um, in the season, almost almost to the halfway mark. So that's that's the, the best thing I've seen so far this year. Um, predictions wise, um, I, I hope it I hope it remains tight. Um, so not not a whole lot there. I just I just want to see it remain tight. So, um Eric, what do you have on this so far?
3: I'm surprised Chelsea fell so much. You know, what what happened with them? They're, they they're supposed to be They
0: didn't forced. spend enough money. <laughs> yeah, only... I think I predi- I I think I
1: predicted them to be second, I believe. I don't I don't know. We're going to try to rehash the uh the early season predictions that we made, but I believe I had Liverpool, Chelsea, United and then Tottenham in my top four, if I recall correctly. And yeah, I agree. Chelsea's quite the surprise. What
2: do you think, I know what what happened do you think to the reason I know is? What to I put my gambling stink on them and I bet them at <sighs> 10 to 1 to win the premiership. And they've gone in the toilet since then. So it's you my fault. It's that... my
1: well, gamble against, Ar- gamble for Arsenal and put money against whoever Tottenham's playing then, if that's the case.
2: Bad news yeah. for you, Isaac. I also have money on San to lead the league in goals.
1: Uh, you. You're so, cooking with so. gas on that one, then. That's
2: <laughs> that's hot. That could pay yeah. off. What's the payoff yeah. on that? What's the, what's know, the twelve respect? to one? Twelve to one. That was when he had, he was like second in the league. Then he was behind the, you know, the the Everton guy when I bet it. He was still like twelve to one. Uh, a yeah,
0: yeah, that would have been a that would have been a nice flyer at the beginning of the year. Calvert Lewin was.
1: I see. I see that slowing down though. Yeah, I do CL. too. I don't, see, I don't see that.
0: Yeah, Everton's starting to get figured out a little bit. I mean, I say that, I, but exactly. they're still they're they're uh, they have a game in hand, and they're still top four. So, or yeah, no, I know it's like four, easy
1: but... to it, it's. I think I think you say that, and I feel the same way because they had such a hot start. Yeah, and the thing that the thing that's crazy is that City and Liverpool both had around like a hundred points almost. Yeah, I mean, what? So right now. We're almost 18 games – almost 19 games in, just halfway point of the season. And yep. we got teams in the 30s that are right up top. I mean, we're, we're going to barely see a champion crack 70 this season, which yeah. is, again, that's how I prefer it
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah, another another cool thing um, looking at the table is we got three legit contenders for, for Europe um in Southampton Everton and Aston Villa um who who are sit six seven and eight right now um it'd be cool to see one of those three clubs make it in um Europa or heaven forbid Champions League um I just love seeing the the smaller clubs who don't um get in to Europe often um make it make a run at those matches um Hell, Villa's Villa's got two matches in hand at 26. So if they win the next two, they'd be they'd be up there at 32 with with Leicester. So Villa's Villa's got a chance to make some noise, but uh, we will see about that. Isaac, what do you got? Isaac, you there? All right, okay. Kevin. What you got, brother?
2: Isaac's busy crying about the Seahawks. He's upset. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) it's uh, – Kevin. Can't hear you. No. Sorry. All right. Here I'll go. Here we go. Tottenham's – this is for you, Isaac. Tottenham's winning the league. Liverpool, then the Man U-Man City duo. And I got Arsenal finishing fifth, making a run and getting up to the top five. Wow. You got Arsenal making a run?
0: Yeah, just because I haven't... make fun of
2: them and they want to make me look stupid.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But uh, you haven't watched the history of this league too often yeah. if you think Arsenal's going to make that run. Because they uh, are the the constant laughing artists? stock. Are they? Yep. Okay. Well, recently, they, they have history, man. When they had Henri, they were loaded. But uh, of late, they are uh, – they've struggled to, uh, stay up around the the top four.
1: Am I back off? Am I uh, off mute now?
0: Yep. You're good. Give us, uh, give us your last little, your last little take.
1: My last little take is that first of all, it's snowing here, which is definitely a little odd, but it's quite nice to look at. Um, I, I, I of course want to agree with Stank <laughs> that Tottenham are going to win. I, uh, It's very just a very difficult league to predict at this moment. I think it's going to come down to key injuries who can avoid them. Um, I don't see the January transfer window really making a big difference for really any club at all. I think that most clubs are completely strapped for cash. Outside of the ones that are owned by just the very, very, very individually wealthy that will do anything and everything to continue to put money into their clubs. But even they are still subject to some rules and there's financial fair play. And um, so I I don't see the January transfer window being exciting at all, much to our chagrin. Um, I think the league is going to come down to the very finest of margins. And it will come down to Championship Sunday, which will be an epic, epic last day. And the champion will come down to that last day. And it may even be between more than two clubs, uh, which would just be insane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got players on Tottenham to back up on stick. You got clutch players right now. Just clutch. I mean, it, the, if you look at the, the conversion right now for Saan – And it's funny because some people are like, well, it's just this season. Actually, it's going back several seasons. His goal rate per chances leads the world by a significant margin. He is without a doubt the most lethal clinical finisher in the world right now. Um, So with a player like that on your club, someone that if you get them in that one position, one chance, and you think this guy's going to score, that's championship play right there. So it's there for Tottenham. Uh, we'll see i'm excited and uh, we still got a lot of season left a lot of
0: relegated fc to record yep for sure did uh did y'all see the uh the banter that that i uh, poached out of some of those people when i tweeted about i'd take son over Neymar right now it was some good uh good little banter from did
1: some people think that that was ridiculous
0: yeah people were trying hmm. to well one guy tried to give me his Neymar's list of trophies which I'm not sure how that's relevant to taking either of the players right now but I guess that's a uh, Stugatz uh, rings plus minus take
1: <laughs> uh, yeah the trophy talk is uh is never ending uh when it comes to clubs like Tottenham and it, and it makes you it, it goes back to this whole FA Cup discussion we were having earlier
0: well, and I don't so, want to hear I don't wanna hear shit about PSG's trophies. They're in they play in yeah. the French league. They they have nobody, no competition. And Neymar is surrounded by a freaking the 2016 Golden State Warriors. So I don't want to hear yeah, anything about it's,
1: that. It's a real I don't know how this mentality's been created amongst football Twitter. It's not hundred percent pervasive. It's actually a very loud minority. And the very loud minority forgets that 99% of teams don't win a trophy. Yeah. Um, and that includes clubs like Marine who, you know, are operating because they love the game. And, and these are generally people that have never played a minute in their life, that have never actually lost something, that have never actually put themselves on the line. And that doesn't necessarily even mean to be sport. It could be personally, professionally. So they are cowards. And as right. a result, they take their anger out and insecurity out and reference things that they have nothing to do with, which is trophies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, imagine seeing something like that to a player like Son to his face, someone who, is, who has been clutch and performed at the very highest level. It's a team sport. You know, teammates have let each other down, and they keep on going. They keep on showing up. Now as Tottenham's in a final. You know, I, of course I take it personally as a Tottenham fan, as a Korean, and as a Son fan. And I just can't help it, but, but, but say those very you know, direct attacks of people like that. I, I, again, truly believe that the majority of those people that say things like that have never done anything competitive
0: in their life. Yep, for sure. So uh, to wrap things up, let's, let's switch it up. We are on the eve of the – well, not the eve, but the uh, few minutes before the national championship game. Is anybody thinking Ohio State has any prayer? Steak, or you got your money on.
2: <laughs> are you? They have a prayer sure. of hanging within uh, eight and a half points. I hope. <laughs> so <laughs> so, if, if, if you're, <laughs> so if you took them, then no, they don't. <laughs> you know what? I'm, it's time for a comeback. Does, that,
3: does Alabama hit a hundred?
2: Uh, I got the over two, so that'd be okay. Over seventy-five. Jeez, Home is that eight. high? Yeah. Wow. Right now, I'm putting a little bit on the Ohio State money line. What is that at? Plus 270. Let's Gosh. go, Buckeyes. I just hate Alabama. I'm a Tennessee fan. I hate everything about Alabama. I hate how we get all those shitty coaches who forget how to coach as soon as they get away from Nick Saban. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> yeah. But
3: they're so nice there, man. You can't, like, ah, and they just love that team so much. I like. I went to a game there, and I, I fell in love with their with their fans in that little town.
0: Well, it's hard not to be nice when you win every single day. So, it's don't, I don't to be angry about.
3: I went with like a feeder school that was about to get devoured, like week one. Whenever they schedule the easiest team, yeah. So they didn't. They didn't care. They were like, "All right, come on, let's party." Yeah.
2: The serious anal- or serious analysis. I mean, Justin Fields looked so damn good against Clemson. And, I mean, Clemson's defense is just as good as Alabama's. Like, they got the same top-talented guys, five stars running around. And, yeah. and Justin Fields just tore him up, man. So, who knows what can happen. Yeah. That's but good analysis. Now, I think Justin that's Fields is analysis. good
0: yeah. Hey, what, Isaac?
1: I would say that's good analysis right there about the game. I don't know crap about college football, so I'm not even going to try to act like I know what's going on here. So.
0: I hear you. Well, that'll yes. wrap us up for another. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place to head. Um, we're going
2: <laughs> re- gonna gonna to relegate. That's how I feel about defenses. all sports. We might be able to see next year. Some of these guys. Well, I have no not
0: idea our, what. Not with we... our
1: stupid drafting.
0: Um, We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>